everybody. It's good to be back. I think I've uh, been here a couple times, so it's good to see a lot of you are familiar faces. Um, I'm going to try and just to kind of uh, get right into it. I, I don't really know exactly how long this will take, so I don't want to not start soon enough and <laughs> have too much introduction. So I think most of you know me. If not, my name is Alan. My wife, Diana, and our three little girls are in various nursery or, or Sunday school classes downstairs. Um, and she might be up depending on, it's always depending on baby <laughs> is, is kind of where she's always at. But anyway, my wife and I, uh, Alan, Diana, and um, I wanted to teach today about sacrifices. Um, I've had this thought in my head for probably a couple months. I've been trying to really articulate it. Um, uh, maybe you could turn over to, um, oh, where, where to go first? I have kind of this introduction. Um, you can just go over to Leviticus one for now, um, Leviticus chapter one, and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But I, I thought originally, um, and, and I haven't been saved a real long time. So I was thinking, oh, it'd be really cool to, um, cause a lot of times I'll use teaching or, or sermons or something, uh, whenever I'm studying for those things to help me study personally. Um, cause the Lord knows if I didn't have that to do. Um, I wouldn't study near as much as I should. <laughs> and so I, I use a lot of times these things for me to learn and to study through and whatever. And I thought it would be neat to study through all the different sacrifices in the Old Testament and learn, you know, what we could about them and whatever. There's a lot of them. I don't know if you guys knew that. I had, you know, my head like burnt offering, peace offering, love offering, you know, there's some I knew. And, and then I started getting down. I have this list. I think I came up, I found like 35 or something. I'm like, yeah, that's not something we're going to cover in Sunday school. <laughs> so don't worry, we're not going to go through all of those. Um, I only got through one in the Old Testament anyway in terms of like going through it. So we'll find that here in Leviticus 1. We'll look at that a little bit first. And then um, what I really want to get across today is is sacrifice. I'll, I'll go through a few things with that. Actually, I'll just get started and and you guys will figure out where I'm trying to get to once we get there towards the end. <laughs> um, so, so let's do that. But... Um, Actually, do this. Go to Genesis 1. I'm sorry. Go to Genesis 1. We'll start with this, actually. Um, Genesis 1, 2, 3, let's see. And God, uh, go to Genesis 3. Don't worry. Stay with me. It's okay. Um, where's the verse where, I didn't write down the particular verse, um, where they, um, they, skin the um the animals for covering for themselves does anyone see that on the serpent be down here we go uh, be 21 321 okay there you go thank you that's what i want okay so genesis 321 thank you for that uh genesis 321 and um uh Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord make coats of skins and clothe them. I mean that that's really the the verse anyway. But as I'm as I'm looking at the sacrifice, I wanted to see. I was trying to figure out when the first sacrifice happened, and um, what I kind of felt like is that was really the first sacrifice. This was sin was just introduced in the world. We understand that, um, and there was an animal sacrifice. There was an animal um, uh, killed um, because of their sin that it had to clothe them and cover them. Um, we know that that sacrifice didn't change anything for them. Um, you know, so even since this first sacrifice and all through the Old Testament, um, you know, all these sacrifices they did were, were for a purpose and we'll get into that. Um, but until the, um, you know, the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, it was all, 
just a temporary covering, right? The skin that they put over to cover their nakedness because sin entered in the world and all that kind of stuff, um, uh, was, was just this temporary covering. Um, and I kind of felt like that that was the, the first, um, the first mention of, of sacrifice that I could find, um, and, um, or at least sacrifice and, and, and killing something. Um, and it was because of the, uh, consequence of sin, right? Um, but even though there was the sin, God gave him a way to, to cover it up for, for now, right? He, he, he gave him this, this way to do that. And so I think that's really the theme we see through any kind of offering and sacrifice is, is God's provision really, you know, in, in a kind of a nutshell. Um, and so obviously that first sacrifice, it was, um, it was the covering for sin. Uh, you know, God provided it and, um, and I think it, it really teaches about the, the seriousness of sin. As, as soon as sin came into the world, it had to be dealt with immediately, right? It couldn't just be go unnoticed. It had to immediately be dealt with. Um, and so we, we see that right away. Um, now you can go over to Leviticus 1. Uh, Leviticus 1. And I want to just kind of go through to give us an idea of this Old Testament sacrifice. I'm going to mention a couple things about that. And then really what I want to go through is actually um, the sacrifices that are mentioned in the New Testament. So that's where we're going to spend most of our time. Uh, and I have several of them um, written down. I would tell you the number, but it would probably scare you guys. So it's okay. We'll, we'll get through it. <laughs> um, but I want to go through a bunch of the sacrifices in the New Testament and see what we can learn from that. Sacrifices that we can apply to our lives today. But just to kind of get a setting of, of how the sacrifices were set up in the Old Testament. Um, Leviticus 1, we'll read through verse 9, starting in verse 1. And the Lord called unto Moses and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, If any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord, you shall bring your offering of the cattle, even of the herd and of the flock, and his offering a be a burnt sacrifice of the herd. Let him offer a male without blemish, he shall offer it of his own voluntarily, will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. And he shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make an atonement for him. So we, we see, you know, right away, we, we're still running this theme of um, these these um, offerings and these sacrifices are, are coverings, and, and it's, it's, it's for sin, many of them are. In uh, verse 5, and he shall kill the bullock, before the Lord and the priests, Aaron's sons shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar, that this by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall flay the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. And the son of Aaron, the priest, shall put fire upon the altar and lay the wood in order upon the fire. And the priests, Aaron's sons, shall lay the parts, the head and the fat, in the order upon the wood, um, in the order upon the wood that is on the fire, which is on the altar, but the inward parts and his legs shall be washed in water, and the priest shall burn all the altar to a burnt sacrifice and offering made by fire um, of a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. Um, and so a couple things about this I noticed, that, you know, that's kind of the overview of um, you know, what's referred to as a burnt offering, right? So this is a burnt offering in the Old Testament. There's many, many more. This is the only one I really looked at <laughs> because there's so many. Um, I kind of went a different direction when I, from when I started. But one thing I noticed right away is, is you'll see um, in verse 3 and verse 2, it's mentioned that you can bring cattle for this burnt offering, but also... You can, um, if you don't have a cattle, 
you can bring uh, bullock, sheep or goats or something like that. And furthermore, if you don't have a, a, um, a bullock, you can bring, it's actually after verse 9, I think, um, you can bring uh, birds. Uh, which one? 11. Yeah, there you go. First, yeah, so yeah, there, there it is. I, I was missing it with my eyes. And his offering be of the flocks, namely of the sheep or of the goats for the burnt offering. Um, somewhere it said, there, there it is, 14. And if a burnt offering for his offering to the Lord be of fowls, so each one, so fowls, turtle doves, or young pigeons. Um, so each one had a certain process. If it was a cattle, it had to be like this. It had to be a male without blemish and so on. If it was a bullock, it had to be like this. And if it was a pigeon, it had to be like this. But one thing I found interesting was, any of those animals you use, you had to do it a particular particular way, whether it was this animal or that animal, but it was all a burnt sacrifice and it was all a sweet savor to the Lord, right? So it accomplished the same thing, whether it was the animal. And so what I noticed was in God's provision, he allowed, you know, because not everyone at that time had cattle, right? And so it's like, well, the only burnt offering you can bring on to me is a, is a male cattle without blemish. And they're like, well, I only got pigeons, you know, well, the Lord will take pigeons if that's all you've got. You see what I'm saying? So I thought that was really interesting when I saw that, that he even had a provision for that, w- that enabled everyone to be able to do it. Here's this variety of animals that any, you know, I would like this, but I'll, I'll take this and, and anyone should be able to get that. Right. Um, I thought that was, I was interesting. I'd never, until I started studying this out, I'd never, I'd never noticed that in this, uh, in this offering. So I thought that was neat. And another thing that I thought was interesting because I'd always personally looked at these, um, especially the Old Testament sacrifices and offerings. Um, obviously, we know that some of them are uh, free will offerings, and you know there's some particular offerings that are definitely of a person's free will. Um, and I understand they always had the free will to do the offering or not, but it seemed to be, you know, in the law of Moses, very like you do this sacrifice and you do it like this, and it was very set in stone. And I noticed in um, in one of these verses here, it mentioned uh, in verse 3 towards the end, um, and he shall offer it of his own voluntarily will at the door of the tabernacle. And so this this um, sacrifice was necessary. It was, it was certainly necessary, but you could offer it of your own voluntary will, according to the Bible here, right? Um, and I, I think that's that's very interesting, you know, especially when we look at, the sacrifice of, of the Lamb of God and, and Jesus Christ dying for our sins. And it's it's necessary. You want to go to heaven? It's necessary to accept that sacrifice. But you don't have to. But it's it's needed. You know what I mean? And I, I, I thought that was interesting, drawing the conclusion here, where, where this sacrifice, it is needed. It was needed for them to do. They they should should do it. But they didn't have to do it, right? They could choose not to. Um, you know, God wants people to come um, to him and and and... He, he wants, he wants us to try and please him because we want to. He wants there to be that aspect of, of at least us choosing that first step of wanting to do something for God or wanting to sacrifice something for God. And we'll get into more personal application to us in a minute. Um, but I thought that was, that was interesting about this, um, as well. Um, and then we know the purpose of, or we can see the purpose of this sacrifice, the burnt offering sacrifices. Um, it was for an atonement of sins. Uh, we saw that in the verse in, at the end of verse four for him to make an atonement for sin. Um, and we know in Hebrews 10, I didn't write down the whole verse, um, but we understand in Hebrews 10. Let me just look at it real quick. 
and we'll make sure we understand this idea. In Hebrews 10 and verse 4, it says, for it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats, um, that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sin. So we understand that 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 sin was it was made dormant for a time right it wasn't it wasn't taken away when they made that sacrifice it was it was um it was it was made dormant right um, um because hebrews tells us it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin we know that only the blood of jesus christ can do that um but it was it was needed to make an atonement for sin and that's exactly what was happening here um, and it was, and it was needed and it was something they had to do. Um, and it was a voluntary act of obedience, um, that pleased God. We saw at the end that it was a sweet smelling savor to him. God was pleased by the sacrifice. Um, and he wanted people to make it voluntarily. Um, so I noticed that as well. Um, and we can see in, and, and I'll use this to kind of, um, to kind of, uh, uh, transition. But if you move over to Genesis 22 real quick, if we kind of see this, this sacrifice that we're reading about here, this burnt sacrifice in action, is um, one place anyway, is in uh, Genesis 22. And I'll read, well, you, you guys understand this This passage is when Abraham was taking his um, son Isaac um, to be sacrificed. The Lord asked him to do that. Um, verse 1, and it came to pass after these things, God did tempt Abraham. Uh, he gave him a trial um, uh, and said unto him, Abraham... And he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of uh, Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. So God commands him to go and make a burnt offering. Use um, um, Isaac as the, the sacrifice. And so he prepares. He goes up there. And, and we understand that once he gets up there, um, God actually provides um, provides a different sacrifice in verse 12. And he say, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thy, do thou anything unto him for now I know that thou fearest God, um, seeing thou hast withheld thy son, thine only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold behind him, a ram caught up in the thicket uh, by his thorns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnout offering um, instead of his son, and um, and so in this, um, you know, this is that burnt offering kind of in practice. Obviously, there's a little more to it than that. But one thing that I thought was also interesting is it says specifically in this passage, in verse 22, Isaac took. Um, I didn't write down this one either, but it was something I wanted to point out that I was thinking on the way up here. Um, it specifically mentions that this burnt offering and, and going up was um, was worship. And he said, let's just read verse 2 and we'll find it. And he said, take thou thy son, thine only son. Uh, verse 3, and Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took his two young with him. And Isaac, his son, uh, clave the wood for a burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place which the go- uh, God had told him. Uh, then on the third day, I'm looking for a particular thing. Give me one second here. Uh, five. Abraham said, I'm looking. Oh yeah, there it is. Oh, that's what's going on. I have it split between two verses <laughs> or two, you know, half the words on one side of the page and half the words on the other. Okay. Thank you. 22 verse five. And Abraham said unto his young men, abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship 
and come again to you. Now, we understand practically what he was doing was he was going up um, to, to you know, kill his son and, and, and burn him on the altar, right? But what he says is, I'm going to go worship, me and, me and the lad are going to go worship God. That's, that's what they were doing. And I want to, why I bring that up is I want to mention how worship is, um, definitely a form of, of, uh, or sacrifice is definitely a form of worship, right? Um, in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, sacrifice is a form of worship. I think a lot of times in this day and age when we think of worship, we, you know, we think of a song service or something, um, or a lot of people do. And, and really that's, that's not, not the case at all, right? Many, many times, if not most of the time, worship is actually um, uh, some kind of sacrifice or service to God. Um, and so that's what they're doing. And it's specifically mentioned here that they're going up, they're going up to make the sacrifice. And that was them worshiping God, um, in, and doing that. And so, um, in revelation four eleven, it says thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure, thou wast, um, they are, and were created. Um, and, and we know that the Lord's worthy to receive that honor and that praise, that, um, that sacrifice and, and service in, in order to worship him and give him, you know, the worship is like, it's like the, the, uh, sacrifice is the means to, for the avenue of worship to give glory to God, right? So you're, that worship is like a, a funnel to give glory to God. We want to give glory to God. I hope you want to give glory to God, right? <laughs> if you want to give glory to God, you need to do it through the funnel of worship and, and what goes through that funnel is things like service and sacrifice and, and, and it goes through to, to give glory and honor, um, unto God. And, and we know in, in another verse, it says it's due unto his name. You know, we, we understand that it, it's due unto his name. Um, uh, Exodus 34, 14 says, for thou shalt worship no other God for the Lord whose name is jealous, um, whose name is jealous is a jealous God. Um, you know, God, God wants our worship. Um, John four twenty four says God is a spirit and that they worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, Romans 12, one says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God for this is your reasonable service. Um, and, and so many times in the Bible, um, and you know, we could go through this exhaustive list of, of times in the Bible where, where sacrifice and, and service and, 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 and things of that nature is, is a means to give glory to God through or by worshiping, right? And, and doing those things by worshiping. And so with, with that kind of idea in mind of, of an example of an Old Testament, um, sacrifice and understanding that, that sacrifice is a means to give glory to God. Um, that was the biggest idea I wanted to get across. Hopefully I got that idea across. But I, I said all that just to get the idea across that, that sacrifice is worship in order to give glory to God, right? And, and God deserves our glory. He wants it. He deserves it. It's due unto his name. And so we should give it to him. Why? Because we want to please Jesus Christ. We want to please God with our lives. And so a way to do that is to sacrifice is, is in service. Um, so... With that idea of what sacrifice is in mind, um, I want to go through um, quickly different different um, sacrifices in the in the New Testament. Um, and I have no rhyme or reason for this. So, uh, Hebrews thirteen. Let's go there. And we're just going to simply we're going to just turn 
to um, a place in the Bible where it mentions a particular sacrifice. We're going to talk about it in a minute. Um, and, and then we're going to go do another one. I want to kind of give an overview of, of some of these different sacrifices that you see in the New Testament to where hopefully, you know, we can kind of learn that there's a variety of different sacrifices that we can do as New Testament Christians and, um, and, and kind of understand different ways that we can apply that to our lives. Um, and so Hebrews 13 and verse 15 says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God, continually, that is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Um, and so this would be the sacrifice of praise um, in the in the New Testament. It's not quite as um, intense as as sacrificing a bullock <laughs> on an altar and, and a burnt sacrifice, um, but but it is intense um, sometimes when you're going through some kind of trial or tribulation in your life, and it's it's hard to really thank God for it. Then it, it really does kind of get a little bit intense, right? <laughs> it's it's not always the easiest thing to do, but giving God praise continually and 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 literally our our lips and the words that come out should be things that um are are thankful to god and it should be coming out of our out of our heart and 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 um you know a true thankfulness and that's a that's a sacrifice that's something that you know it's it's um uh an offering or those offer the sacrifice a lot of times offering and sacrifice are definitely kin to each other right they're they have a lot of similarities not exactly the same but very similar a lot of times any kind of thing you're offering to the lord um you know if i offer um i don't know if i if i offer something to somebody uh you know some food to somebody if i'm offering that and they and they take it i'm i'm sacrificing the food that i'm giving you know now i don't have that right so you can kind of see how offering and and sacrifice could be really similar right um but so so the idea of a sacrifice or an offering is it's not easy to do. A lot of times it's not natural to do, um, but it's needful to do if we want to please God. If we want to worship God, then then we should pay attention to um, being able to sacrifice and and um, and and this is one way that we can do that by sacrificing uh, praise to God continually um, with the fruit of our lips and giving thanks to Him. Um, another one. Um, to Philippians 2.17. We'll turn over and look at that. And we're going to turn to a lot of different places. Um, and we'll just kind of briefly go over it. Um, and I'm going over in a random order, just the first one I see. So I have a pen that I'm marking off so we don't hit two. Philippians chapter 2 and verse, um, verse 17. Um, the Bible says, Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I, um, I joy and rejoice with you all. Um, and so this is, um, kind of giving the idea of a, a sacrifice of, of service specifically in faith. So, yea, if I be offered upon the sacrifice, um, and service of your faith, um, so this is, you know, this is a little bit different than the last one because it's almost talking to somebody, right? As if they're doing it, if that makes sense. Um, but, the service and the, uh, or the sacrifice and the service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. Um, and so the idea of sacrifice, um, the sacrifice of service, obviously, which a lot of, a lot of this one particularly, um, and I tried to, I ran a word search and tried to gather as much as I could, but I think the, the idea of sacrifice of service really could be manifested through any of these other sacrifices we're going to go through. Um, 
But what I want to get across in, in this verse is having your service be in, in faith, right? Because there's definitely an aspect of being able or doing something not in faith. Um, and that's not near as much of a sacrifice of trusting God. And you know what I mean? Like if you don't exactly know how it's going to end up, it's, it's, um, it's more pleasing to God. God wants us to live by faith. We know that the Bible says it's impossible without faith. It is impossible to please God, right? So we, we definitely know that God wants us to live by faith. So it would only make sense that he wants our service to be in faith, right? And that would be encompassed in living by faith. Um, I would say, um, if you turn the page Philippians four, we'll look at another one. And this one, you know, a person could take this and they could preach a whole sermon on, on this alone. Um, but the Bible says here in uh, Philippians 4, verse 18, But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of... Uh, someone help me out. Got it. <laughs> the things which were sent from you in odor of a sweet smell a sacrifice acceptable and well-pleasing to God. Um, uh, verse 19, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory uh, by Christ Jesus. And uh, verse 20, now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Um, and so this, uh, this sweet-smelling odor that we're sending up to God, um, a sacrifice acceptable and it's well-pleasing to God is, is our sacrifice of prayer. Right. That 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 thing that we're trying to send up to him. Um, uh, I want to say that there's a, a sacrifice in the New Testament. And it's illustrated in other places, too. But it's a, a sacrifice of prayer. And anyone who's ever spent a good amount of time praying, it, it's a sacrifice a lot of times. Right. To you know, your mind wants to wander and and think about other things other than whatever you're praying about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and um, and and being consistent at it and faithful at it. I think faithful or, um, uh, yeah, pr- praying in faith and actually believing that God is going to achieve that thing that you're praying about, um, you know, is, is, is hard to do and it's a sacrifice to consistently do. Um, and, um, and so just for the sake of, of teaching and going through, uh, you know, as a Sunday school hour and trying to give an overview of different sacrifices that are mentioned in the, in the New Testament, um, prayer is, is a form of sacrifice. Now, again, the whole reason I gave you the whole beginning context is understand that by um, putting in the work to sacrifice prayer for God, it is, that is praying is a form in which we can worship and give glory and honor to God, right? Which will please him, which is what we want to do, <laughs> right? And so here's yet another way, even just by praying, praying for missionaries, praying for you know, your kids or for whatever, right? Even just praying is a form of sacrifice. And God likes to see that we're sacrificing our time to dedicate to talking to him and having a relationship. He likes to see that we're sacrificing, you know, whatever we want to be doing at that time. I think time is probably a majority of the sacrifice in prayer practically, I would think. There's some other things you're sacrificing too, but time is definitely one of those things, right? Your mental, you know, you're, you're focusing your mind on it. That's somewhat of a sacrifice, right? But you understand the idea of you're sacrificing something. And God likes to see that. And it's, it's through the funnel of worship. It's giving glory to him when you're praying. Um, and so that's, you know, yet another way. Like by the time we get done with this, we'll, we'll have 15 different ways where, where we know that we can go out 
right now and we can go give glory to God in, in any of these one ways, right? We can go and, and we can, we can pray and, and really pray and want to talk to God. And that's a sacrifice that's going to give glory to Him, um, which is what we want to do. So, um, there's, uh, there's that one. And, um, go to Romans 12. And we kind of already read this verse, but Romans 12 and verse 1. <clears throat> this is definitely one that I think goes, you know, comes to people's mind, maybe if they think about a sacrifice in the New Testament. Um, uh, Romans 12, 1. Does somebody want to read that one out loud? Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. Amen. And so we see that there's this idea of a, a living, a living sacrifice and, 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 um, you know, we could, we could go through, we could go through any one of these things and, and all kinds of more detail, right? But we're trying to just, I'm trying to just give you an idea of how sacrifice can be used to give glory to God and, and, and what different ways it's, it's shown in the New Testament. But in this one, um, uh, but, you know, by the mercy of God, something he's allowing us to do. Um, that we present our bodies a living sacrifice. So similar to how Abraham was presenting Isaac a living sacrifice, uh, he wants us, I'm not saying go get on an altar, um, or you, like that. <laughs> you can come, you can come to an altar all you want, but don't get on an altar like that. Um, but he wants us to present our bodies a living sacrifice. And, and the idea of that is kind of like how God mentioned that Abraham did is he, Abraham wasn't withholding his son from God. Right, he mentioned that in the passage we read earlier. Abraham, God, God acknowledged that Abraham wasn't withholding his son from God. He was willing to give his son to God. Um, which, by the way, and of course, I have young kids; they're all under five. Um, but me and my wife recognize that those kids aren't ours. Right? Um, God's entrusted us with the the um, what's a good word? The honor, the the not ability. Yeah, the stewardship, the responsibility to, to raise these kids up for him, right? And so, so we always talk about where, you know, we have them for a short time just to give them back to the Lord, right? Um, and so, you know, nothing in this life is really yours, right? And that should be okay with you anyway, because if it was yours, you'd make a mess of it, right? Um, and, um, but, but similar to how our, our kids aren't ours and we should be raising them um, so that they'll want to um, sacrifice themselves and give glory to God. Um, and we don't want to withhold our kids from him. We also don't want to withhold ourselves from him. So having that concept of mind, and this was, I was thinking about how to really illustrate this without going into the amount of detail that you could or it maybe deserves. Um, but thinking of that in mind and um, uh, of how we would give our kids to the Lord, what are we doing? We're raising them to, to love him. Um, you know, really love him with actions to love him. We're, we're, we're teaching them, you know, we're teaching our kids to, to pray and to want to read their Bible and to want to, um, you know, love others and, and love God and, um, and, and really mold their lives around the purpose of pleasing God. And that's through sacrifice. That's, that's what we're trying to instill in our kids to do. So if we, if we're, if that's how we're, um, presenting our children to God, then, then in this verse right here, this living sacrifice, that's how he's wanting us to present ourselves to God. Does that make sense? 
So the same way that we're trying to raise our kids up in the Lord to present to him, we should be presenting our own bodies that way to him, right? And so that means the sacrifice of your time <laughs> and the things you want and, and all of those kind of things you need to sacrifice for him, right? And you need to present yourself just like you're trying to present your kids to him or you should be trying to present your kids to him, right? Um, and so I think that's, that's probably the easiest way to encompass this, <laughs> this verse and make it palatable, right? And just a short way is present, present yourself the same way you're trying to present your kids, right? Don't do this. Do as I say, not as I do kind of thing with your kids. That's, that's not what you want to do, right? You want them to, to do as you're doing, right? Uh, and you want to do it, <laughs> you, you know, that's the idea. Um, okay. We'll, we'll try and get through these, uh, second Corinthians nine. We'll go over there. And I apologize, I'm not going into a lot of detail. Hopefully, you know, if you're, if you're writing this down, this is all of them I could find. I'm sure there's more different kinds of, of, um, sacrifices in, in the New Testament, but these are the ones I found. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna go through for the sake of time a little bit quicker for each one. Second Corinthians, oh, I'm first. No, Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians 9 and verse 7. Every man according as he Purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Um, this is the the um, sacrifice of giving, right? Um, it's a it's a, a sacrifice a lot of times to give, or at least it seems like it's so. And you know, honestly, and this is probably a good one to illustrate this point with. Sacrifice is such a funny thing because you know the idea of sacrifice is you're you're losing something, right? But Many times you're, you're really, you're really not losing anything. You're gaining so much more than you're, than you're giving. Um, you know, for, for your time, for your, you know, when you're presenting your body as a living sacrifice or you're sacrificing your time in prayer, um, or in service to God or in praise to Him, um, that sacrifice is, is minuscule to the amount of an investment you're putting into eternal things. Um, and it's the same thing with financial, a financial offering or a, um, or a, a sacrifice of your money right? Um, you should be sacrificing it. Um, you don't have to, it's voluntary, right? Just like, just like that, just like that old Testament illustration we looked at of that burn offering. And we saw that it was a, it was a needful thing because they, they needed the atonement for sin. I mean, they did, right? They, they needed the atonement for sin, but they didn't have to do it. They, you know, they could do it of their own, of their own free will. Um, well, it's the same thing with the financial giving. You don't have to do it, but it's, it's needful. You should do it. It, it will, it would help you, right? Um, and so that's that, that financial sacrifice. Um, and then Hebrews 13, there's the sacrifice of hospitality. Hebrews chapter 13. Hopefully this is a help to somebody today. Um, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 2, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained, uh, angels unaware. Um, and, um, um, I think that there's a, there's an idea, and this was the best verse I could kind of find to, to illustrate this. Um, but there's an idea of, of sacrificing, um, uh, I want to say for others, but, but that's really encompassed in a lot of things, but just being hospitable, um, and, and having that sacrifice is something that would please God. And that you can, again, give him glory and honor by doing, um, is, is, um, is not withholding, um, you know, just hospitality to people, 
Um, right. Basically be nice, <laughs> you know, and, and, and just be nice. Uh, the, if we scoot over to Hebrews 11, uh, just a couple pages back, Hebrews 11 and verse 17, uh, the Bible says by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said that in Isaac shall the seed be called accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received uh, him in a thick, uh, in a, um, a figure. And this verse specifically is talk is mentioned a couple different sacrifices. It's, it's mentioned in the burnt sacrifice that Isaac or uh, uh, Abraham was doing in the old Testament. It mentions Christ's sacrifice, but encompassing all of that, I think there's an idea of the sacrifice of obedience, right? And just being obedient to God. Um, and all, and by the way, all these things have to happen by faith, right? Um, you know, a lot of time, a, a true obedience to God, um, is coming from a, a place of, of faith, right? And, and just really, truly trusting what, what God has planned for you. Um, and, um, and so there's that sacrifice, um, uh, Hebrews 13, if we go back the other way, Hebrews 13 and verse 16, the Bible says, but to do good and to communicate, forget not for with, uh, such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Um, uh, let me, let me read that one more time, but in verse 16, but to do good and to communicate, forget not for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So we see with the sacrifices of, of doing good, just the sacrifice of, of good works and doing the right thing, um, is, is a, a sacrifice that's mentioned. Uh, in, in the Bible that we can apply to our lives. I think that's r- rudimentary, I think is maybe the right thing, uh, to say, but, um, easy to understand. And a lot of these things kind of are intertwined a little bit. Uh, first Peter two, if we go over there, a couple pages to your right, first Peter chapter two and verse five says, ye also are lively stones are built upon a spiritual house as a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Um, and so there's this idea of spiritual offerings, um, uh, you know, where we're offering up spiritual sacrifices um, that are acceptable to God by Christ Jesus. Um, and if you want to know more about that, ask your pastor. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to give you an overview. I, I didn't have time to put a lot of study into that particularly, but I wanted to just go through it because I'm trying to give an overview of just all the sacrifices. And so I didn't have time to go into detail about all of them. Um, I could take a whip, a couple guesses out, but yeah, if you have a question, ask somebody else. Um, uh, sacrifices. Of, so Matthew 16, go over there. Spiritual gifts. Yeah. I, I have things I could think that maybe that would be a lot of these things are very obvious. Like, the sacrifice of good works. It just says do good things and that's sacrifice. Okay. I can, I can understand that with my little brain. That makes perfect sense to me. Um, Matthew 16 and verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Um, and so there's this idea of sacrifice of, of denying your own self. Um, and that's illustrated through multiple different parts of the New Testament as well of this, this, this 
the opposite of selfishness, right? Self-denial um, is is a sacrifice, you know, especially for for us men, you know, probably the most selfish people on the face of the planet. You know, <laughs> that's hard. It's hard to say no to yourself sometimes because, you know, you don't want to. But it's a um, it is it is a sacrifice and it's something that pleases God. And if our whole goal is to please God, then we should do it. Um, I don't think we're going to get through all these. Um, let's go to First John three. First John chapter three, and we have a couple more minutes. We'll look at a couple more. First um, John chapter three and verse sixteen. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because He laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Um, and so there's a idea of, of sacrifice for others, um, uh, sacrifice for others, the sacrifice of, um, you know, loving others or, or for others. Um, but, but this, the sacrifice of what's a better way. I thought of a different way to say that earlier. Um, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Um, just, just loving the brethren and, 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 you know, being there for other people, that's a sacrifice. That's something that we can do. Again, in that funnel of worshiping in order to please God, that's, that's something that we can do. And that's illustrated all throughout the Bible, right? Um, that's an easy one. But for the sake of going through these, that's, that's a sacrifice that's talked about in the New Testament. And then Philippians 2.17, we will look at this one. Oh, this is similar to the one. I should have done these two at the same time. This one, and where was the other one? That Philippians 2, yeah, 2.17. No, yeah, two, oh yeah, the service and event, that's where I was going. Sorry, <laughs> I had to remember what I thought. Philippians 2.17, yay, and if I offer up the sacrifice um, and the service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. Um, I, I was using this this first because I, I couldn't really find one I really liked, but there's a a sacrifice um, that I think is clearly illustrated through the Bible. I, I couldn't find a better verse to try to help encompass it and get the point across. But the the service of of evangelism, you know what I should have used? I should have used that verse that says um, you, we need to be ready to um, give an answer to any man the um, about the hope that lies within. You know the verse I'm talking about. Um, so, so you have a hope that lies within. If you're saved, you know where you're going to go when you die. There's that hope that lies within. And when any man asks you a question about that, you should be ready to give him an answer, right? And, and there's this idea of, uh, uh, sacrifice of, of, um, that preaching the gospel. You know, it's, it's work. It takes effort. It's, it's a sacrifice, but that is certainly pleasing to God. Um, we know in, in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18 ish, um, it says, for it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe, right? Um, and so, so that, that idea of preaching to the lost, um, and, and evangelism is, is a, would be an offering or a sacrifice that's encompassed in the New Testament. Things that, these are things that we should be doing, can do, um, in order to worship and give glory and honor to God. Um, and then there's the, the sacrifice of Christ, and we'll end with that one in Hebrews 9. Um, uh, the, the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on the cross for our sins, um, so that we can even do any of these things in the first place, right? Um, so Hebrews 9 and verse 26. Hebrews 9, verse 26. 
uh, and through the rest of the chapter, it says, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this to judgment, so Christ was offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that took for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Excuse me. Um, and so then that's the, that's a sacrifice we see in the New Testament of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you know, which is, which is the beginning for us of, of pleasing God, right? That moment that we got saved and that we accepted that gift that was illustrated here in, at the end of Hebrews where Jesus Christ went and died on the sin or died on the cross for our sins. Um, and when we, we accept that now we can, we can start bringing these other sacrifices to God and we should want to, um, to, to worship and give glory to Him. Okay. Everyone, everyone left through that? Good. Awesome. Um, okay. We'll go ahead and, uh, maybe we'll say a word of prayer real quick and then we'll take a break. God, thank you for, um, uh, the opportunity to come out here again and pray that you be with this, um, uh, church's pastor, Lord, and help him, uh, to heal up. And I pray that your will would be done there, God, and, and you'd be, um, um, uh, that you'd have your way there and, and, we, 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 of course, want him to be um, healed, God, but I pray that you would, um, um, you would do what's best there. And, God, I pray that for this church and uh, for their testimony, God, I pray that you'd help them to um, help someone to have learned something today, God. We're just thankful to be able to open up the Word of God um, and, and learn anything, God, and, and just get to know you and your ways just a little bit better, God. We want to give you glory and honor. We want to worship you. I pray that you'd help us to do that even in our daily lives, all the people here. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen.